Been looking forward to this conversation for a while, my friend C.J. Safer, president of the Institute for Reforming Government, joining us in studio. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. How are you doing? Good, good. I haven't, I haven't seen you in a while. I know. I've been, I've been, been busy, and uh, you know, I get a team. I have a great team, then they get to do all the fun stuff, except for today. Yeah. So this is, this is a, I mean, obviously serious conversation, but I, I, I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions about your, your latest polling numbers, a report. It's called "What Wisconsin Wants: The Views of College-Educated Women in the Milwaukee Suburbs." So, a couple quick ones. Why that group? Why just the Milwaukee suburbs? Why is this such a big, big question as we launch into 2024? Well, we've been looking at, uh, we've been doing listening sessions across the state for probably about two years. We had a report earlier in the spring called What Wisconsin Wants, and we actually sat down with teachers, with superintendents, with business leaders to kind of learn about the challenges and struggles that they face. Um, and it was a, a, a great report, but the follow-up that we wanted to do, we heard this from some folks, which is like, yes, but you're ignoring what's happening in your backyard. I live in Wauwatosa. Um, we've seen kind of their ground shift, uh, a realignment that's, you know, more, um, describe it to the audience. Cause I, I'm aware of this, but I don't know that everybody else is. Yeah. I mean, in, in Wisconsin, and when you look at the suburbs of Milwaukee, I mean, you have seen a shift from really this was for those that don't remember in 2012, uh, this was the group of voters that sent Scott Walker into office that helped Scott Walker win, uh, be the first governor in the entire country to win a recall election. Um, These were voters that when you look at uh, Ozaki, you know, Governor Walker won Ozaki by about 30 points Um, in 2022. Tim Michaels only won Ozaki by about uh, eight or 10 points. So you're seeing a man and that shift is similar in Waukesha. That's that shift is similar in uh, Washington County and obviously Wauwatosa and some of the Milwaukee cities too. So what we wanted to uh, do, which was say, well, what's been happening? How come there's this block of voters? You know, we're focusing on college educated women who voted for Scott Walker. And then 10 years later, they're now, voting for candidates that are running on overturning Scott Walker's policies. I mean, from an academic standpoint, I find that fascinating. Um, Politics, I mean, this is kind of what we think is going to define who's going to be the next president of the United States. How would you describe, and and using your polling data, college-educated women in suburban Milwaukee? So what we did in uh, July and August, we did three focus groups in uh, in the WOW, which we're going to use for Waukesha, Washington, and Ozaki County. Um, and then we followed up those three focus groups with about a survey of over 300 college-educated women. And what we would des- describe this, uh, we, we'll focus on three things. Um, this is a group of voters, uh, and we talked to Republicans, Democrats, and, and, and independents. Right who don't like either party. They're fed up with politics. <laughs> a uh, growing sentiment. A growing sentiment, but they're <laughs> but they are more more so than what we compare to the national average. Um and they but they view the Democratic Party um as more trustworthy and less extreme. So we heard this from time and time again that, you know, we believe in uh less Less government. We in in the focus groups. We believe in less government. We think taxes are too high. Uh, we think that schools need to be reformed. And I'm sitting here thinking, like, these are IRG's people because these <laughs> right. are the things that we're working right. on at IRG every single day. 
But then we hear, well, Republicans are too extreme, so we're voting Democrat. That was a very common sentiment that was played out in the focus groups, and our polling actually also backed that up. That should, and we'll talk about this maybe next segment. That there's a lot of policy things um, that Republicans just aren't winning on. On its face, though, you're a conservative. You're about as conservative as they get, but you're not a right wing extremist. I consider myself as a conservative, but I'm also not an extremist, and I also don't buy into election denying and all the other nonsense that's been peddled in the state. So when you hear women saying this, that seems to be a warning sign, red flag for Republicans, the party and candidates who identify as Republican in the next election. So just looking at the polling data, uh, on the question of which party uh, do you trust to do things that are going to help your family, um, just looking at Republican women in the WOW, 55%, only 55% of Republican women trust Republicans to do what is right. And that's their identification. That's identified their themselves. identification. Wow. And on the question of which party do you think is more extreme, do you, in the question of do you think your party has gotten more extreme in the last decade, 50% of Republican women in the WOW say that the Republican Party has gotten more extreme. Okay, so just between me and you and, and with two microphones in front of us, that su- did that surprise you? Look, I mean, I live in Wauwatosa, right? So, so not, so not, none <laughs> nothing of this, surprises you. None of this is an absolute shocker. I mean, we'll talk about some things on policy that do surprise me, but just talking about character, um, look, no, I don't think this this is an absolute shocker. We've seen uh, some elections, and I think everyone's very focused on the the elections of the last year. But really, if you look at the elections since two thousand eighteen. Um, Democrats have won the vast, vast majority of statewide races. Um, and I think all, you know, I think Senator Ron Johnson is the exception there. And there's a number of reasons for it. Um, I think the biggest takeaway, the biggest surprise that I had, though, is we went in wanting to test our hypothesis, right? So we, we know the voting trends, right? There's a lot of pundits that talk about it and people that are more qualified than me. But what we wanted to uh, know is, are these is this voting block still conservative? Do they still believe in free markets and limited government? Are these people who actually agree with IRG on a number of things? We don't really engage in social issues. Um, and that, I think, was the most fascinating and per- perhaps the most opportunity in the long run. CJ Safer, my guest, president of the Institute for Reforming Government, his uh, new polling numbers on Wisconsin and how suburban women look at these numbers. Uh, let's get to the policy stuff. What are the issues that are driving these numbers and driving these suggestions, if you want to use it that, that term, for candidates and parties as we go forward in 2024. So we asked a number of questions, but one was fairly simple, which is, what do you think are the top three issues that Wisconsin lawmakers should be addressing? Um, and the top three um, were health care, uh, abortion, and crime. All between about a third of the uh, women said said that those were the three biggest issues that needed to be addressed. All right, let's let that ruminate. We'll discuss and uh, pick that apart and see what we can figure out after this on WTMJ Now. My guest in studio, C.J. Safer, President of the Institute for Reforming Government. We talked about his new study, which looks at women voters in the, the Milwaukee area, the Wow counties. You had a panel of, what did you say, 300 and... 19 women. We did almost six hours of uh, focus groups with college-educated women, followed up by a survey of over 300 voters. So let's talk about the policy stuff. You mentioned before the break, healthcare, abortion, crime. That's not surprising, 
But when you see those issues be, be brought forward by these women voters, what does that tell us? So first off, if you're a liberal or a moderate, um, according to our, our data, those women in the WOW er- areas are most concerned about abortion and health care. And look, the abortion issue, a lot of ink has, has been spilled about it. What we heard in the focus groups is we didn't hear anything in particular. We heard a lot of um, reasonable. We want candidates that are reasonable. We, what does that mean exactly? Well, you know, um, we didn't. Is it the Nikki Haley answer to the abortion question? Is that reasonable? It, it could be. I mean, I would defer folks more to like um, Charles Franklin's done a lot of polling on this with the Marquette Law School poll. We just really focused on we we wanted uh, the people in the focus group to drive the, the conversation more. And what we heard was just reasonable, which I think is potentially an opening for Republicans. Um, you mentioned Nikki uh, Haley. We heard, again, to go back to the extremism critique a little bit, we, we heard in the focus groups a lot of, you know, we just like candidates like Scott Walker and, and Paul Ryan. You know, they're, they're very nice. They're very um, friendly, um, which, which, you know, which would to you and I would say Scott Walker and Paul Ryan are two of the more conservative lawmakers we've had maybe ever in Wisconsin. Sure. And I, I think tone matters. In deliveries, I don't care what the policies are, tone matters. And I think, let me just kind of give you my sense of what this tells me. One, women voters are very interested in what's going to happen next year, right? Mm-hmm. They, they're vested in They understand it. Maybe we could even say that about the last Supreme Court race in Wisconsin. Very vested in that, in that conversation, in that vote, in that result. Women are saying, and men, some men as well, not enough to my liking from the Republican side, conservative side of things, we reject extremism on the left and the rights. And that opening, which I think this provides, should be illuminating to candidates and parties. That's my take. Yeah, especially when you look at moderate and conservative women. Um, according to our data, there were issues here that Republicans actually have an advantage on. And Republicans didn't have an advantage on much, but taxes um, and, and the budget were the biggest issues for conservative women um, and was a top three issue for moderate women. Those are issues that a traditional GOP has had, have been winning at, and have been working on for a long, long time. Well, was, was it Carvel that said it's the economy stupid? I mean, yep. th- this is a argument now that Republicans could take advantage of. Other issues that uh, popped up um, that about twenty to thirty percent of women said were a major, were very important to them, were kind of like the kitchen table ones. Also, of like um, we talked about healthcare, but also like mental health. Um, child care, things that I think we think about our kitchen table issues. And I, I lumped that t- like together for things that I think conservatives have been MIA for a long time. Um, and some of it, I think, you know, it, it's hard to break through because um, I do think some people are working on some things. I know IRG is. But if you think of Governor Evers using his bully pulpit to call this year the year of mental health, he repeats that over and over and over. Therefore, I think there it's not surprising that on mental health, that's an issue that, at least for women, Democrats are winning on. So how does this information, this pulse-taking of women voters, how does that get to the politics of this? Like, how do, do you think the Republicans in this state and this country are going to listen to data like this? Well, look, I would defer all the punditry to Zepecki and McCaustin on um, <laughs> political power hour, yes. the uh, political power <laughs> hour. I'd be fascinated for their take. Yes. Um, 
Look, I, I think it's a massive issue. All roads to the White House and really all roads to relevancy lead through Wisconsin. And I think no uh, voting group has had a bigger uh, shift in the last decade than college-educated women. I think it's incumbent. Uh, and from an IRG standpoint, we just like to build bridges. We like to listen and learn. That's what caused us to partner with State Policy Network, who conducted the uh, focus groups. But I think there's real opportunities here. I, if, if I was a uh, Democrat consultant, um, this data would not um, – I would not sleep easy at night with this. It's clearly – what we heard and, and saw is clearly this is a voting block that does not agree with where the Democratic is on Democratic Party is on policy. Um, they don't love both parties. It's just they think that Democrats are slightly less ex- extreme. They trust them slightly more. But those numbers can change very, very quickly. You didn't look at men voters. If you were to guess, how would men answer the same questions we've just been talking about with your study? How, where do you think men are at? The same kind of voters, men. I, I just guessing. It's speculation because you didn't look I at I think it would be relatively similar in the wow areas. Again, when, you, when you're talking about uh, Governor Walker winning Ozaki County by 30% a decade ago, and uh, Dan Kelly on the for the state Supreme Court only winning it by a few points. That's a massive shift. That's well beyond college educated women. That also includes men. I think men would be would probably what I've seen is they start to rank things like taxes and budget a little more. So maybe we see that above abortion for moderates. But I think some of these issues, I think it's going to be it bleeds into men a lot more than what we think. What's closer to the to the next reality, the Walker domination of the Wild counties or the, the failure of, of Kelly to win those counties in the numbers he needed? Jeez, I mean, I think only time's going to a tell. I mean, look, let, let's just be clear. The status quo right now favors Democrats. And we know that. We see this. We, there's evidence. You look at the last two elections in the, in the last year. You know, a lot of attention is on abortion, but, you know, Republicans were hemorrhaging college educated women well before the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Um, I think there's op- massive opportunities for Republicans if they can get back to focusing on what people are talking about at the kitchen table, um, especially women when it comes to issues like health care. I mean, health care. The Democratic Party passed Obamacare that the, the one of the biggest pieces of legislation maybe in the last 30, 40 years. And somehow that's one of the major concerns for women. And yet women, the Democratic Party, hold a significant advantage on that issue. There's something wrong either on the message or the messenger that I think that the Republican Party and the conservative movement needs to address. I always appreciate your wisdom on this stuff and the fact that you guys dig deep and, and do deep dives. This is impressive numbers. And something that everybody can take something out of and say, wow, there's there's a lot of heavy lifting that has to happen before the next election. The biggest reminder that I have is that voters are complex and multifaceted, uh, more, way more so than what consultants or operatives want to claim. Um, and that's why we're we love to just listen and learn and grateful for partnership with state policy network to make this report happen. Can I ask you a political question? Yes. Are there still too many candidates in the, for the Republican nomination for president? <laughs> There's four plus plus Trump. So five. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, the closer it is to a redo of 2016, we know what the result is going to be. I mean, that, that to me at this point is just a math problem. All right. Always appreciate your wisdom. CJ Safer Institute for reforming government. You'll be back. We'll talk a lot Let's in the next it. year. All right.